on this feast of Christ the King, the Gospel tells us of Jesus Christ, the King of the universe, administering the final judgment. And it is almost taboo these days to speak of judgment. The culture has made it a dirty word of backwards fundamentalists. And yet, it is both an article of faith, we say it each Sunday in the Creed, He will come again to judge the living and the dead, and it is an encounter, this judgment is an encounter, which we would look forward to if we made Jesus Christ the center of our lives, the King of our hearts. The judgment of God is a sorting which depends on recognition and love. It is not a divine scorekeeping. Good deeds on this side of the scales and bad deeds on the other. But in encounter with God, we either recognize and love Him because we have become accustomed to this love in prayer and in the face of our neighbor throughout our life, or we recognize and despise Him because we have spent our lives despising Him, not following His covenant of love and despising the image of Him in our neighbor, essentially ignoring God. Why would we want to spend eternity with Him if we had spent our lives on earth ignoring Him? Here is a description of the Last Judgment from the great author C.S. Lewis. He unfolds what our Lord communicates to us in his book, The Last Battle. In that book, there's a great crowd of the living and the dead. And as they came right up to him, and the him being referred to is analogous to Jesus, one or other of two things happened to each of them. They all looked straight in his face. And when some looked, the expression on their faces changed terribly. It was fear and hatred. And all those who looked at him in that way swerved to his left. But the others looked in his face and loved him, though some, some of them were very frightened at the same time. And all these came in on his right. To those on his right, he will say, whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine, you did it for me. So we find that in the Last Judgment, our love of our neighbors is wrapped up, intrinsically related to the love of God. The charity of Christian life for others is necessarily connected to the charity of God. And I think the Catechism of the Catholic Church, which really beautifully sums up the doctrine of the faith, sums this up beautifully. It reads, Our attitude to our neighbor will disclose acceptance or refusal of grace and divine love. That's what the Last Judgment is really about. We, we are on full display. Our hearts are on full display. Whoever is king of our hearts, that is on full display at the Last Judgment. Do we love God or do we not? Our recognition of God and the love of Him in our neighbor is the content of our judgment. So we ask why. Why is this the content of our judgment? 
Because that is the Christian mission. All Christian men and women have been chosen by God to be the leaven, the life, the instruments of love that transform and sanctify the world. He has placed his very life, his love, within us and tasked us with bringing it out into the world every time we meet our neighbor. And this is a high calling. It is beyond our abilities on our own. Without the love of God, without the charity he has placed in our hearts, we would be unable to love. So a relationship with God, a covenant with him, only by becoming dwelling places of the love of God, only by becoming dwelling places of the love of God, will we be able to love as he does, to enter into his love, to say yes to the love of God for eternity. Your presence in our hearts, Lord, will create the conditions for us to be generous with others, to be attentive to the needs of the poor, to comfort the sick, to give food to the hungry, to give drink to the thirsty, to welcome the stranger, to visit the imprisoned. We will find then, and only then, when Christ is at the center of our hearts, that through the love of God, we are freed from the snares set by our selfish nature. We will be able to see people as God sees them, to love them as God loves them, to be filled with God's love, and so be able to love in a superabundant way. When we give our hearts over to love himself, this is what happens. And this is the secret of the saints. They have given their hearts to God that he may fill their hearts with love and allow them to love in these tremendous ways, well beyond human expectations. It will not be so hard for us to see Jesus Christ in the needy person in front of us when we love God in this way. And then those words from the gospel will make much more sense. As long as you did it for the least of my brethren, you did it for me. These will be our credentials on the day of judgment. Our love of our neighbor. Our Lord will truly know we are Christians by our love. We will be able to say to him on that day, I know you. I recognize you. And I love you. And my desire is to love you for all eternity. And he will give us our heart's desire, be that to be with him or to be parted from him. So on this feast of Christ the King, let us ask for the love of God to be poured into our hearts once again. Let us ask him to be the king of our hearts, to reign in our hearts. So we pray, reign in my heart, Lord. I need lots of grace. I want my every heartbeat and breath, my least intense look, my most ordinary word, my most basic feeling to be transformed into praising you, my God. Reign in my heart so that I may use my time well. Reign in my heart so that I may serve others, that in my speech and my actions I speak of your love. Reign in my heart and keep me chaste and prudent and joyful. Reign in my heart so that I'm generous, 
that like you I can give without counting the cost. Reign in my heart that I may know you, and knowing you I may love you, and loving you I may serve you to the end of my days on earth. Reign in my heart so that I may see you in my neighbor and love you in my neighbor. Reign in my heart so that at the last judgment, seeing you as you are, Lord of lords and King of kings, merciful and just, I may be so in love with you that I may see you face to face and live.